My name is Anthony O'Connell, Upper Feast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm a man with a high voice. I moved to New York City to pursue stand-up comedy, started a food blog in the Upper East Side of Manhattan, recently moved back to Columbus, Ohio, and decided to start a podcast. I'll be interviewing people that love to Upper Feast, people in the service industry, restaurant owners, foodies, comedians, anyone who loves food, I'll be talking to them. Nick Turner and I open up with Feast or Pass, rate it one to feast. We talk about people hating ranch because it's so popular, what meal he had before performing on Jimmy Fallon. We talk about waiting online for hot chicken in Los Angeles. Nick has a lot of needs that must be met when eating at a restaurant. Uh, they're all reasonable though. He prefers to be greeted right away. He needs a menu right away and uh, no bees. No bees in his food. He once had to leave a restaurant because there was a literal swarm of bees. We both hate tipping for counter service. And we talk about app-based jobs he did for his podcast, Get Rich Nick. Frozen pizza from the grocery store. Oh, feet, Nothing fancy. Sure. Just I, I don't buy okay. them, but I'll tell you what. I eat them whenever I'm offered them, and which is quite frequent. I actually had one on Tuesday because the lady went to the store to buy What If Trump Wins Food. Okay. And so she was like, I'm going to go buy some crap. What do you want? And then I said, uh, well, my friend Brooks was coming over, and he eats a frozen pizza about once a day. That's what I'm saying. That, that's where I get all my frozen pizza. He's into uh, Wild Mike's, which I don't know. I didn't know before here. I'd never seen it anywhere. But um, but anyway, so I told her to buy me a, a, a frozen pizza, and then she came, because Brooks was coming over, and we were going to split it. And then she came back with a double XL cheese stuffed DiGiorno crust. And I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> this is it. Incredible. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to eat your Incredible. feelings, man. It yeah. is what it is. Now, this is not a feast or pass. This is just an either or just for fun since we're on the topic of pizza. Pizza Hut or Domino's? You know, here's the thing, buddy. I, I got, can I pass? Because this, can we, can we put this neither. back in the other <laughs> category? Uh, we're not running out of pizza. You know, it's like, if you want shitty pizza, I would rather just throw a frozen pizza in but there's just i don't know man there's too many pizza places i cannot there's just so why even i'm a i'm a snob in like the low lowest of classes of ways i won't eat you know i just don't want to eat that shit there's terrible pizza that somebody from the neighborhood made (laughs) and i'd rather go eat that that's fair support yeah. local business i'm into it so now we're going to move on to one to feast where uh we it's like one to five but we say mm-hmm. feast for fun and this might be a hard one for you but taco Fa- bell uh, feast feast not feast. hard at all okay that's, a, that's my feast for life that's my boo sober will you eat it or do you have to be a little you know drunk or maybe illegal weed um, narcotics well, something like th- that. something you should know about me is that i'm always high so Hell I know yeah. you're going to uh, be okay with that. I So that's not a factor in my food. Not at all. And I don't drive drunk. And I don't know how you get Taco Bell if you're not driving. So it's a 100% sober food. It's an emotional eat for sure. If um, What's your go-to order there? Well, I grew up on the seven-layer double-decker. I also, for a very long time, got into one bean burrito and one hard-shell taco and putting it inside the bean burrito incredible that was before the double decker came into play but it's still better than you know it's a different experience because it's more beanie um whereas the double decker of course as we all know is stuck together with cheese it is i love a chili cheese burrito you ever do the chili cheese burrito i have but but not very often i like a crunch this is a big part i'll go for that dollar like frito burrito whatever and Uh anything you know crunch trap supreme crunch inside of the soft shell that's what that's what's up Big texture guy. Mm-hmm. You got it. I, I'll I'll sprinkle anything over a bowl of whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna buy, 
Now, what Put about that on a T-shirt? <laughs> I... What about chicken wings? One to feast. feast. Hardcore, getting super into them during quarantine. You know they're cheaper now, or I I don't know if yeah. it, how much it lasted, but I remember that that was one of the big things at the start of quarantine was that uh, there's no more buffalo wing market. Like people weren't going out. And people weren't having parties. So how, when, when would you have a buffalo wing? It's, <laughs> it's not often you're going through the whole process just to sit down and, with your own buffalo wing. Well, maybe I'm sad because I would definitely eat wings just chilling by myself. Uh, uh, oh, for sure. Well, I, I would. You know, I'm just saying it's less. It's less often. So okay. anyway, there was this surplus of chicken wings. And as a result of that, they became quite cheap. And uh, so... I have started to cook them a lot because I recently purchased an air fryer. Ooh, nice. That's a game changer. Game dude. fucking rocker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, you drums or flats? I like just easier to eat a drum, but I like the, you know, I like to have both because I think yeah. that the drums are, I don't know why, for some reason in my head, drums are um, fattier than flats. Uh, and so they're uh, less healthy. So when I <laughs> when I want to lose a few pounds, Even when you eat the flat, you're healthy. <laughs> just eating those flats. I'm very into wings. Hardcore feast. <laughs> yes. I love it. Are you ranch or blue cheese? Home? Neither. I love them both. I just, with wings, I don't do it like I'm doing it at a, uh, at a restaurant. I usually, it's usually not such a thick sauce. And I'm also with, um, with the Korean barbecue, when I did that, I got like a big thing, a ranch, and we never, it's just, there's too much sauce already going on with that thing. It's not a flavor thing. It's a cheese ball thing. I love a blue cheese because I just love getting that giant bite of cheese and being the guy yeah. who gets that. It makes me feel good. <laughs> it's like a little it, treasure hunt, that little big. Yeah, thing. it's like uh, yeah. winning the, the wishbone. I don't understand why people hate ranch. People look down on it. Do you have any theories on why ranch is so... Polarizing. Yeah, ranch is mayonnaise. So uh, there was a there was a, uh, a, a, a I would say argument, but a discussion on Twitter recently. Uh, ranch or mayonnaise, and it got pretty heated. And I got in like <laughs> it was one of those things on Twitter where I got in like the next day, and I'm like, this sucks because I want to talk about this, but everyone's already given up on this tweet. <laughs> but mayo can is so versatile, and you can do anything with mayo. And ranch is literally just mayo with spices in it and it's great spices and i love the spices and i love hidden valley ranch i grew up on the stuff it runs through my blood i always have in my <laughs> pantry the spice like the the dry version the powder version mm -hmm. yeah. and then if need be i can whip up my own with a little mayonnaise but i i don't know i love i love ranch i love those spices i think that's the perfect thing to put on popcorn is the really the I've ranch never done powder that. the ranch powder or the ranch yeah powder? Okay. Not yeah, not just squirting ranch on popcorn. That would not you would have to use a spoon and that's not popcorn. But my, my girlfriend is vegan and so we I can't put any dairy on stuff. And so that's why I do a lot of coconut milk and I, I gotta get creative. But because it's like this the perfect like fake kind of taste that like makes it feel like it's fake cheese. <laughs> you just need something yeah. fake and then it's like, oh it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because like like you said, ranch is basically mayonnaise plus flavor, but that's the same thing aioli is. But aioli is like beloved, and it's, people think it's so fancy and cool and hip. But aioli is just fancy. Yeah, no, mayonnaise. for sure. I'm saying ranch is perhaps just the most successful aioli of all time. So that's why they have the haters. Yes, they're so it's popular. the Yankees of aioli. Yankee aioli. <laughs> 
So the last one for the the one to feast, filet mignon. Ooh. Filet mignon, I'm going to have to go with, uh, I would say four. Well, because the only reason I say filet specifically is because it. I feel like steak snobs kind of hate filet because they say like it doesn't have a lot of flavor. It's just whatever. It's just popular. Uh, that's the only reason I bring up filet specifically. Uh, no, I think the yeah, it's probably um, just a little overpriced because of the silent G. And um, it's hard to, yeah, it's a, it's a block of wood. It's hard to cook right. I yeah. recently had a dinner party and I undercooked the beef and I have had like daymares about it every day. Because, <laughs> you know, you get to slice in and you're like, it's too rare. And they're like, no, nah, we love rare. And I'm like, I want to put it back in. Like, no, nah, let's eat it. And they're like, I know they hated it. I know in the car they're like, can you believe how rare that was? We're like, I wanted to cook it more. So tough. Because <laughs> you get so nervous with Sorry. steak because... You know, the chefs, they really put it into you. It's like, you can't cut it. You got it. You cook right. it, and then you leave it sit, and then you cut it, and then what you did, that's what you get. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just oh, it's a fucking nightmare. So that's, yeah, filet mignon, it's incredible. I love it, but, you know, there's it's tough. It's tough to cook. Hey, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening so far. If you're liking it, please subscribe, tell a friend. If you're loving it, please give us a five-star review. Nick, you've done a lot of TV stuff. You did Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, Comedy Central Half Hour. I want to tie food into this. Before those, for example, before Jimmy Fallon, did you eat a special meal before or maybe after or both? Before Jimmy Fallon... I remember I had some friends meet up with me. I was I had uh, my girlfriend and uh, Rebecca Trent and Jason Signs. They came over to uh, our house and then all got very high except for me. And then we went to Jimmy Fallon and then I had this spread and I ate none of it because I was about to be on TV and they ate all of it. And then I like went around looking for beers. <laughs> And then I found <laughs> beers. There's like one room that had beers in it. It was like the Bud Light Lime Room or something. And then like hooked up. But I did nothing. No, I can't eat. I, I'm, I'm a nervous wreck. There's no food before. I was just gonna say, I didn't know if maybe like you were so confident in your abilities and you knew that you deserved to be there. So you were like, fuck it. I'll have a cheeseburger before I go on. Yeah, no. <laughs> I remember before I did uh, Jimmy Fallon, uh, or uh, before I walked on stage at Seth Meyers, right? Uh, there was a little water bottle. They have, you know, like a water bottle and uh, tissues just right before you go out, just stuff you might need. And uh, so I picked up a water and I took one sip and I poured it all over my shirt. <laughs> oh, no. so you, know, you have like that one second before it seeps in that you can really go to town on it but it was like it was five seconds before they said nick turner and i'm like oh, i'm all wet oh my god um but no man i can't put anything couldn't put anything in there not beforehand when you were in that moment about to go on stage like was it kind of just like a blur and like a rush of excitement or were you like holy shit i'm about to do this like how were you feeling before you walked out for your first tv debut well as a comedian the life cycle of a comedian is you're never more confident and good than when you're first starting to to like make some inroads like with new faces you know your first late night set that's usually the same set and that's the set that you have been running and running and running and running and running it's like it's like a band's first album you know like they were doing this for 10 years and they made it. they're never going to do it again that's the software song right. so 
that's the thing. It's like I've never been funnier. I'll never be as funny. No one will ever be as funny as they were when they were doing it every night right before they popped. You know, I always say like when a comedian does Madison Square Garden, you know, it's just like the best comedians doing their worst because they are movie stars and do not do stand up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they, you know, I feel like they have an unfair advantage where they could literally just say pretty much anything and get a laugh. Like I know if it was violently unfunny, they might bomb, but it'd be hard for them to bomb. I think they'd have to work hard to bomb. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. I mean, I have, I had way less, way less confidence going into that than like, I mean, way more confidence going into that than like anything. Do you have any unpopular food opinions? In my house, for sure. I do not believe bread should be in the house because if uh, it is, I will eat all of it. And I don't want to. I can't have rice. I can't have carbs in the house. Because you'll just munch I them I get all? in a lot of fights with uh, the lady about it because she wants carbs in the house. And uh, that could not be more unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is necessarily unpopular, but I feel like in the foodie world, it's kind uh-huh. of unpopular. I hate waiting online for food. So like when my mom came to visit me when I lived in New York, she wanted Defara's pizza, however you pronounce it, mm-hmm. out in Brooklyn. And I told her, I was like, it's going to be a 90 minute wait. Let's get other pizza. And my mom really wanted to go. So we went to Defaro's. We literally waited 90 minutes and the pizza was good, but I'd rather just have pizza instantly than have to wait 90 minutes. Have you ever waited for food for a long time, gotten it, and then later got it without the wait or vice or, you know, the reverse? Have you ever? Yeah. And then it like felt a little different, tasted a little different. Yes. And I guess you're, I guess one angle is to say you can kind of build up anticipation. Like first time I had Prince street pizza in New York, I waited online like 45 minutes, but then the second time I went, I didn't have to wait in line. I just got it right away. And like, I guess there's something to the wait, but I, I'm just impatient. Nick. I just want my food um, and I want I'm it. I'm talking Howlin' Ray's out here in Los Angeles, which is the hot uh, chicken uh, sandwich place that there's no line that comes close. It's um, it's always at least two hours. And um, that's just what's going on. And I've done it a few times. And it's the best sandwich in the world. You know, I'll take people from out of town there. It's it's a it's a it's a real experience, man. There's nothing like that anticipation, and that does so much of the heavy lifting. And it's just like fun to just like sometimes just like do the most popular thing. And then um, I've also I got it on Postmates once. It they they were never on Postmates until quarantine. And it's like a joke because there's a two hour wait. So good luck getting in. And I, so, right. but you could like look every day. It was kind of like the Hamilton lottery. You just sign up every day and nothing ever happens. And then I finally got it and I just ordered it and it just came to my house and um, it was good, but it had lost a lot of luster. That could be the takeouts problem too. Cause I feel like takeout food is never as good as being sure. there. It's hard. Like it, it just gets kind of like soggy and weird now. How spicy do you go with this Howlin' Rays? Because I, I would go Can't the hottest. My philosophy with hot chicken is don't go above what they think is normal. They're only doing that to have something on that heat meter to be like, this is a hot spot. And to make you feel like a <laughs> pussy. But yeah. pussies are strong. <laughs> and so jokes True. on them. <laughs> There's no ranch for no, your butthole. No, the and that, that, of course, is the thing. Like, But, I, I mean, I've been taken down by simply one single... Um, Howlin' Ray's chicken wing that I got was hot. Because you always want to throw one hot thing in there and be like, I'll eat them, and then I'll I'll see what it's like. But, uh, no, it's stupid. It blows out your butt, and, uh, I mean, it was literally, it's literally just like a miserable 24 hours, 
and you're just like the whole time you're like how did I ever get so stupid? Like, who am I impressing right now by lying in the fetal position on the couch all day and just being like, I got a shit yeah. for the eighth time and I know, I just know it's going to feel like <laughs> surgery without any anesthesia. Dude, I'm a sucker for it though. I love super, like I'm a heat seeker. I love it. The spicier, the better. And I don't know who I'm trying to impress. Like sometimes people are like, Anthony, don't do that. What are you doing? Like no one's impressed. Everyone no one thinks it's cool. <laughs> no one. Like, I just do it because I love it. <laughs> I've never once been out with friends like, oh shit, he got the 10 million bajillion flavor. He's nuts. They're like, what's wrong with you? I gotta you suck that dude's dick now. <laughs> Look how sweaty it is. <laughs> um, how do you feel about Berea tacos? I feel like that's the hot hot new taco. You ever what's have a Berea? Maybe I'm mispronouncing no, I'm, I'm, it, but B-I-R-R-I-A. Yep, and you dip it in like the soup. It has like a spicy soup and it's usually beef and it's like they put the soup on the tortilla, then they, they cook it on there, then they throw the beef and the cheese and the onions. It's quite soup. delightful. Yeah, you dip it in a soup. It's like a beef soup. It's like a stew, technically. And you dip it in there, and it's like, I love to dip. Uh, I'm a sucker yes, for I'm familiar with your love of dipping. It's You you lead with the <laughs> dipping. Yes. I don't know. I've, I've, uh, I'm familiar with the word, but uh, I I have not uh, done it. No, I, I'm, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't feel like I've ever even seen this. I'm looking it up. But I would <laughs> love, I mean, I'll do it. You're not no. a post. You're not a coward. You'll Wait, dip. Dude. Fucking dip all goddamn day. So, Nick, I always like to ask my guests, what do you think makes a great dining experience? It's so simple. I think uh, just someone who knows the order of doing something. Like, if you're going out, the, that restaurant knows, like, just it's a very simple order of how you, how you greet someone and how you give them the food that they've ordered. <laughs> um, I just want them to do whatever they're doing right and it's it's i feel like it's harder it's easier to do something wrong <laughs> i mean harder to do something that wrong than it is to do something right sometimes but just a reduced menu and uh and just the order um i feel like more questions are coming so i don't know how specific i need to be here yeah so i guess like a lot of my guests have been saying like they usually lead with the food has to be amazing some people say the company like who they're with yeah. is what it's all about some people say the service is the most important i I don't really value service. As long as the service isn't in your face bad, like they're not like spitting on me or being like blatantly rude. Because I was a server for six years, so I get it. Like being a server uh -huh. kind of sucks. So as long as the server's not horrible, I honestly don't care. I just care more. I care most about company and um, the food. I leave restaurants a lot if I don't like how it started. This is because uh, everything is like a canary in the coal. I have like eight canaries in a coal mine I send in. I go in. I must be greeted right away. You must acknowledge that I'm there, and that must happen in the first minute. And then um, you must give me a menu <laughs> when you sit me down. <laughs> I don't want to be sitting there and nothing's happening. I also need I need the waiter to come over and greet me with the water right away. I just left uh, a couple of days ago. I left a sports bar. They We got there, and it took uh, maybe 10 minutes to be greeted. That's um, insane. Yeah, but it was we were out of town and it was very there weren't any options and there was a um, a Cowboys game on and that's my team because I was born in Texas so we were going there there was no option <laughs> and then <laughs> finally they sat us and then another five minutes passed while I watched them just play with their kids in the other room where the bar, you know, cause everyone had to sit outside and they were inside. And like, uh, they were just like chatting and our 
our waiter was just like behind the bar, like making drinks for, I don't even know who there was only two other tables there. It just took, it was absolutely insane. And I just got up and I walked away. But as important as that is, is, is like the, um, the importance of getting my appetizer and my entree separately and in the right order. It almost never happens. Dude, I just say sometimes I'll order the appetizers and I won't give them my entree order. If I don't trust the server, I'll only give apps. And then once I get the apps, then I'll order I my main. I love this move. I've employed it myself. <laughs> but then I've always got my girlfriend there just being like, don't do this. <laughs> just do it. It's embarrassing. Huh? <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but it works. It makes your experience better. Uh, another important thing is I must be given the utensils before you bring me any food. Because if you sit if you sit food in front of my face and I cannot eat it, I'm livid. Livid. <laughs> um, and just these things like... There's, I have so many rules that it sounds insane, but nothing, none of them are insane. <laughs> and they are very easy universal rules that make complete and total sense. And how dare you work in this industry and not know that? So let me ask you how strict you are. So say they're super busy and the server comes up like, hey, I'm so sorry, man, I'll be with you in just one moment. And then it's like three minutes. Technically you were greeted. Is yeah. that fair? If they said, hey, sure, I'll be with you in a minute? I understand busy. Okay. And I, I just want to be acknowledged. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, say the thing. Say, this is why we're not at the table. And I'll be like, okay, I, now okay. I know. Don't just be like, you don't give a fuck. I, uh, I left another restaurant the next day because of <laughs> bees. We, <laughs> we were in Solvang, California, which is this like weird Danish town that's just for like tourists or whatever. And so... Anyway, there's lots of outdoor seating, as there would be during Quar, and there just had a bee problem. And so it wasn't new and it wasn't unexpected. There were signs everywhere that's like, look, buddy, there's bees here, and then they're going to be a problem. So we sat down, and then the table next to us, or two down, had um, they got their food, and then immediately the bees swarmed even more, and to the point where one of them had to get up and just like go to the sidewalk and they're like, I can't eat this. And like, we have to go. And then I looked at another table in the other direction and they had a, a, like a little ramekin of syrup and there were six bees inside of it. And I turned to Lyra oh and I was God. like, I can't stay here. By the way, we waited for like 20 minutes for a table. This place is packed. Oh my God. It's the number one breakfast place in Solvang, you know? And, and honestly, the food looked in fucking credible. But uh, I was just like, we can't. We'd already gotten our coffees, but I was like, and we put in our order. But when I saw that ramekin of syrup, I was just like, I'm not cool enough. You know, I'm, I can't handle this. Nick Turner can't handle these, all these people, they can handle it, but not me. <laughs> and so we left. That's very reasonable. You don't want bees in your food. I think that's I don't a fair. Want bees in my food, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That's crazy, man. I do get full of rage when I get ignored. So I totally get you. I totally feel you on the uh, acknowledge me. Just say hello. I'll yeah. be with you in a minute. And especially like, I don't know about you, but I'm a pretty big drinker. I hate when my drink is gone. Say it's a beer, uh, mixed drink, whatever. And they don't even offer me another one. I'm like, you could have made more money. I could have had more booze. Like everyone's winning, but you didn't do your job. So now I'm thirsty. Yeah, that's funny. I also get uh, upset the opposite way where I have a half a glass of beer and then they ask me if I want more. I'm like, do, <laughs> do I need to say I have beer? You know I have the beer. And then if they come back like another time, they're like, did you want more beer? And I'm like, I'm still not done with it. I'm like, buddy, you got you to gotta back off. I'll tell you about the beer. So, 
who would you say which city has worse service new york hipsters or like a la hipster place like is is it different well hmm that's tough because i made the transition when the restaurant industry was transitioning to counter service and i hate counter service <laughs> because i do too just, they don't do it they're not doing anything and then and he they still flip the thing around and they're like waiting for their tip. And I'm like, buddy, I ordered food and you gave it to me. And that's it. So, and I right. don't have as much shame as other people. And so I, I always like make the joke, like, especially at a coffee place where it's like, I didn't order a frappolatte. I ordered <laughs> you pulling down a lever for four <laughs> seconds and putting it back up and you handed it to me. Yeah. I'm not giving you a tip. And so it'll be, it's sometimes it's just funny to be like, they flip it around and then you just like flip it back, <laughs> flip it back to them. <laughs> you know what I find disrespectful, at least here in Columbus, a lot of these counter services, the tip starts at 20%. Mm. So it'll be 20%, 25%, yes. 30%. I'm like, this is utter madness. Like I had to walk to the counter, you know what I'm saying? Like you bring me my food, but like starting at 20, this seems crazy. It's, it's so insulting. I, I hate tipping. I think it should be abolished. It doesn't make sense. There's no reason. I do not work here. I am not your employee. I am not your employer. You are not my employee. I do not pay you. If you do not make enough money as a waiter, then you should not work here. And then they will change the law. And then you can come back and you can get your real job. It's just make it a job, man. So do you not tip? Like, I understand hating it, but I feel like whether you like it or not, I feel like it is a tipping culture. So in my opinion, you should tip. So do you tip even though you hate oh, it? Oh, of course. I, I, um, I'm a, a regular person and I tip, uh, I tip, I tip well. I always tip 20% unless, you know, there, I've gotten a fight with the, the waiter, but it's like, I understand. <laughs> I was a waiter. I understand how, uh, horrible these jobs can be and, uh, how little you get paid. And I know that there's no money and I know you get $2. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. But at a counter service, that is when I will not tip. And I'd say, I know That's you fair. have a salary or, you know, you make a, a, a minimum hourly wage. And uh, if that's not enough, then this is not the job for you. Yeah, I, that's fair. That's yeah, totally it's personal. <laughs> not all jobs are good. <laughs> Right. Most jobs suck. Even if you're doing what you love, like, I don't know about you, but like, even if I'm doing something I absolutely love, I'm like, doing nothing oh, is better. for sure. Oh, yeah. The office space philosophy. I would do nothing. For sure. No, <laughs> I love my hobbies. And, you know, I could be a man of leisure. I'm like the best man of leisure. I just want to putz around and do things that don't make me any money. So with your with your podcast, Get Rich Nick, you did some kind of food delivery service, right? You did either grocery delivery yeah, I did or Instacart. food or maybe both. How was well, that it was awful because it was the first week of quarantine when we all thought going into the supermarket will kill us. And okay. so that's why I did it, you know, then. And uh, it was a terrifying experience. But they were getting a lot more money then because just to simply get people out of the house, they had to, like, offer more incentives. But still, it, it took so long because I had to stand in line for, like, an hour to get in. The, the Gelsons. But I don't really like Instacart. I don't like it as a user, and I don't enjoy doing it compared to other like-minded like app jobs, simply because of the interaction required with the customer. My favorite thing to do that I've ever done on 
Get Rich Nick. Uh, I was doing TaskRabbit a while. I I did TaskRabbit for a while just when I first moved to Los Angeles just to make money. And that's kind of what how Get Rich Nick, you know, was born because I was just looking for like some app money. And yeah. uh, my favorite thing to do is deliveries on TaskRabbit where you um, sometimes interact with no one. And all you do is you sit in your car and you listen to podcasts and you drive back and forth and get high. And that that is like the best job in the whole fucking world. The do- walking dogs too on Rover was pretty good because it's just taking a walk. You're just looking at new neighborhoods with a cute dog, <laughs> just walking around getting high. I love it. I can't pick up dog poop. One time I I, I house sat, she has a big dog, and I picked up the dog poop and I literally vomited. <laughs> I was so grossed out that I made a <laughs> the dog's poop. I literally vomited on the grass because I was so grossed out. Yeah, I can't do it. I could not. No, be that makes sense. But you don't have a dog. But if you have no. a dog, then you pick up poop every day, and it's not a big deal anymore. Because yeah, I mean, I think I'd be a monster. I, mean, I would do like a fake pickup. I would bend over with the bag and like a fake pickup if I had kick. a dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll that's fine. Sometimes you, a kick is sometimes a kick's good enough. When you were dog walking, were you afraid of being bitten? Not by most dogs, but I think that's such an intimate thing that, like, well, I, I do want to say, like, yeah, most people who like know that their dog can't have strangers come pick them up, and they wouldn't do that. But, huh? No, I don't think I don't think I ever ran into like a bad dog. But when I was doing it, there was. Um, Rover was offering like free walks. You know, it's like $100 in free walks if you sign up. And so I wasn't walking a single dog that their owner was paying. And so, <laughs> so it was kind of like, yeah, it's like no one really, uh, these weren't the most respectable. But yeah, no, it's a, that, there was no money in it. It sucked. It's so, you make no fucking money. Um, but Instacart, it was like, I don't know, it was real money. Especially then, it was like, it was really good. Um, I don't know how, how it is now, but um, it's just like the simple, you can't turn your brain off. It's so much work and you got to go find, you got to go find the one can in the middle of the 12 cans that look exactly like it. That is the specific thing they want. Uh-huh. And if they don't have it, then you have to like text them or call them and then provide them of, like other options and, and then they don't get back to you. And then you're just sitting. Yeah, that's fucking, Instacart sucks. <laughs> but people, Fair some enough. people like it. I don't know. It just depends on what your personality is. Do you like grocery shopping for yourself? Yeah. Me too. I love it. Put in the AirPods, for zone sure. out. Anyway, speaking of grocery shopping, Nick, do you have a best at home cooking experience? Maybe like the first, like, there's certain like gadgets I've fallen in love with. Like the first time I air fried, incredible. First time I got a crock pot, I fucking flipped for my crock pot, dude. Cause that was like I was doing uh, like a no carb diet too, and then the crock pot was just like saving my fucking life. And I love the way that you just you can still make decisions hours later on whatever mm-hmm. you're cooking, and you don't have to do anything like because it takes it it takes even like a half an hour just to like heat up. It's so fucking slow. Yep. You just like turn on. You could put in <laughs> any ingredient first that you want. You can always fix it. Uh, and then it's like if you fucked it up, just throw some potatoes in there, start over again. I yeah, like just like fucking revelation, man. 
the slow cooker is super elite and you're right you can literally just throw anything in there forget about it you can fall asleep and if it's in there too long it Fine. doesn't matter 12 hours 20 hours it literally Fine. keep it in matters. there for three days i don't care i mean turn it off it's just like <laughs> i don't grow bacteria i don't care it's delicious <laughs> and then when the instant pot the instant pot is a thing i never understood because i'm like the whole point is that it it takes a long time <laughs> that's what i like about it right it's chill it's casual it plays yeah. by its own rules one time i had a party where um i saw this online but i just threw in like 60 hot dogs you can stand them on end you just stick them in there turn it on and have your party like the little beanie weenies or like a real, real hot, hot dog, dogs like full i just hot... got like a big pack from price club and put it or costco and put it all in and uh and then you know you put your fixings out and your buns and you're good to go do you put like a water in there? This I'm very confused. Do you just put just hot dogs? Just put hot that's dogs. It? You know they juice out, so dogs. they create their own little. There's some juice in there. Um, but it just cooks and it uh. cooks real slowly. It's just like putting it on a roller. You know, it's like it'll be. It's cooking kind of all the time, and it's good for hours. I think it's really cool that your girlfriend is a vegan and she doesn't care that you eat ridiculous hot dogs or steaks or whatever. Well, I think that's really nice. She's not a vegan. She can't. She oh, can't eat she dairy. Was. So oh. it's very close to being a vegan, except she can eat all the meat she wants. <laughs> uh, no, she has gone vegan at times, but but no, she just has a dairy allergy. So uh, um, that's why I eat a lot of vegan things like, um, say, you know, I can't have cheese in my popcorn or I can't uh, um, or I use coconut milk a lot, you know. I could never be a vegan. I think if I were allergic to dairy, I think I would just power through. I would just play like a champion, just keep eating the dairy and just... You know, deal three for sure. I mean, she found out she was allergic to dairy like three years ago, and then she stopped <laughs> eating dairy. She's like, I feel a lot better, and so I get it. Yeah, but you could absolutely just power through, uh, and sometimes she does. Sometimes uh, she has, and also like if you have, she can eat like a little dairy, but then if you never eat any dairy, then you're unable to eat even a little dairy. So she will like yeah. have a bite of my stuff, you know. Whenever she wants something, she just can't get the whole thing herself. Well, anyways, I think we did the dang thing. Thank you so much yeah, for man, doing the podcast. Anytime. I really I love appreciate you. it. I, I, I love uh, watching you dip shit. And uh, <laughs> I just, you're such a fun, positive guy. It's always fun to talk to you.